Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, old school, live at Tanner's 30th Yankee Hill. We have a, a special guest. I w- usually people think it's Jake, but it's actually <laughs> we have a special, special guest. Jabba Chamberlain uh, was just passing through. We got him in here, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, his Yankees who clinched last night. Um, starting to get to the fun time, I think, in baseball where you, you know you start to separate the, the champions from the chumps. And so we want to welcome Jabba Chamberlain in to old school. So how you been, Jabba? Just another day, and it's uh, it's a fun day to be here and, and listening to you guys. It's uh, it's fun to have you guys in here and, and hear your perspective. Just as you're sitting here grabbing some food, and and, and your guys' in depth perspective is so different because you get one in Sean Callahan, then you get you and yourself and understanding the game, and it's just it's the back and forth that people just that they understand, but then to see it from both sides and how. We can agree to disagree on certain things. Sure, right. And that's okay. Right. And in the understanding of what it is when it comes to show up and doing all your stuff, it's like you can get two dynamics. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it great just because it's like when you see one side of it and they're like, oh, we know you. Obviously, we know him. But then it's you get two forms of intellectual conversation where it's like, hey, we can agree to disagree. Right. And there's so many times now where people like – get in conversations and you then they're argue, just done and they're done it's yeah. like one shuts off and it's like we're not gonna have this right. and that's okay to have it right. especially in sports we we all don't have the right answer oh, but we can we can sure. give our experience you know what's really cool i want to ask you it just came to popped in my mind because i always talk about the locker room that's the thing that i miss right the locker room talk about what it's like to be in your you guys call it a clubhouse right in, in the clubhouse for 162 games how when you start from, like, spring training, then you kind of get to the lulls of the middle of the season, and then when you try to make that push to playoffs. Just talk about the dynamics of – it's like a kind of like a mini life, you know, for pretty much a whole year. You know, everybody thinks that you just show up and play baseball, but it's a whole whole year of your life. Just talk about the dynamics of a clubhouse. I think it's exactly what you said is, like, when everybody asks, like, what's the thing you miss the most? And it's not being gone for – nine ten months a year it's the locker room it's right. the clubhouse it's hey when you land into a city hey we're dropping luggage off and we're going to dinner it's playing cards on the plane it's getting to know our players and their kids and like like you said it's a fa- like you spend more time with them with them than, than you, you do, do your, your own family. family right yeah and it's like if people don't understand the dynamics of a team uh because all they see is you know, Wednesday night or whatever, and seeing you go out there. Uh, one thing I always want to ask people, what's it like uh, coming out of the bullpen versus starting? And because, because I look at it like when I first started playing, I was coming out of the bullpen. You know, you know I kind of got in because somebody got hurt, and so I was kind of out of the bullpen versus when, I, when, they, you know, when you're out there for 16 bangers, they know who Jay Foreman is. You know, so talk about the difference of starting and versus coming out of the bullpen. I think it's it, it's a mentality thing, and that's I listened to you guys earlier in in the aspect of you, like when you you have the mentality of certain aspects. It's so different from being in the bullpen because you know you have that effect that you can help every day, and then that part plays two sides of your brain. You're like, okay, well, you know what? Short term memory. If I you know I give up one here, you know I get a chance tomorrow. 
as a starter, it's like you have to grind for four days, and your easiest day is the day you pitch. Right. But then you have to sit on four days if you go lay an egg. Yeah. And so I think there's just two dynamics in in what you guys were talking about. Do you build toughness or do you build – and exactly what you said, though, is like it's in you. How do we get it out of you? Right. And I think there's people built for different things. Right, yeah. And people succeed at different aspects. We have to put them in the right situation. Right. And, you know, when you were coming up, who are some of the guys that had an influence on you to kind of, hey, this is how we do things. This is how, you know, whether you emulated somebody. Because one of the best things my agent ever <laughs> told me was find somebody successful and try to do exactly what he does <laughs> and just do it your own way. Just don't – you just do it that way. So is there anybody that you either emulated or kind of took you, you know, under their wing and say, okay, man, this is how it is when you get to the majors? I think it was, there was two people. Roger Clemens was the first and foremost. Um, he came back in 07, my first year. And there was two things that he, that he always said. He goes, first of all, get the umpire booklet every spring training so you know their name so you can get a strike. Because when you start arguing with them and you say, hey – but now if you call them by their first name, they feel like it's a relationship right. and you're not attacking them. Sure. And you know that in the same time. In the game, it's like when you have a personal feel to it, yeah. they don't feel like you're attacking them yeah. so much. And, and that's, that's with coaches. That's with players. That's with anything. And I think probably the most of just being the realist and understanding who you are and just believing in, like, I am successful because I'm is CeCe Sabathia. Right. Is, is hands down. Literally one of the best teammates, one of the best dudes, and he has literally done everything. And it's like he came over in 09. What he did in 2008 as a free agent, knowing what he had on the line, then going and getting traded from Cleveland to Milwaukee and doing what he did there on three days rest when his agent was telling him, don't do it because you're going to cost yourself. Right. And then he comes over to us, and we win a World Series in 09. And just seeing the way that he – played the game, but the way he was in the clubhouse and the way he was with his teammates and how he wanted everybody to be a family, that's the reason we right. won in 09. Because that, that locker room, that clubhouse right. feel, like people, people see us on TV. Right. But they don't understand that three, four hours that you see on TV. Right. <laughs> there was a lot of the grind, grind that went into, into it. it. Yep. Talk about the rivalry between – the Red Sox, and the Yankees. <laughs> First, is it real? And then talk about what it's like to play in one of those games, both home and away, with, you know, a lot on the line. I mean, it's real. And, yeah. it, and what people, like, sometimes they get confused about is they always think we hate each other. At the end of the day, when I get between the lines, I don't like you. Right. But at the end of the day, I respect you. Yep. But – we still hang out together. You know, we all do the same thing. It's like it's, it's that fraternity of what we yep. do. And, and I know you understand this to the fullest because it's like you're my boy right now, but for the next four hours, yeah. no I'm going to yeah. go get you. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. get you. But when it's done, right. here we go. And did you guys have – because have, I know Tony Womack pretty well um, <laughs> and uh, Junior Spivey. But did you guys have, like, a booklet on guys? Like, yeah, you know, he don't like the inside pitch. You just got to tighten him up a little bit, and then he's done. Because I know as a football player, you knew some guys, you know, who you could kind of get after a little bit to make your job a little easier. Do you 
I suppose the same way with baseball, right? I mean, I think I think it's the same. There, there's so much that you can do now, like especially like when you guys are scheming and, and doing all of your stuff. And, no, it's like, well, he's bad to his weak side. Right. And for us, it's like we can see every pitch. But for me, I was the exact opposite because I never wanted paralysis by analysis. Yeah, I yeah. never wanted that yeah. because if I'm looking at a scouting report, and I look at something, and I'm like, oh, he's bad on the inner third on, on change-ups. Change-ups is my worst pitch, so why would I go to my worst, worst pitch? And now I'm overthinking. It's like, no, throw it because he's terrible at it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go with what's best. So I always stayed away from yeah. it. And I, I know there's, there's so much analytical that goes around in the game now where you have two different sides of the fence in, in, in coaching staffs and personnel and – you know, everybody in the front office is an MIT guy or, right. you know, one of those. But, you know, there's there's still the aspect of the game. We still have to go out and grind. Right. And I think there yeah. needs to be more of that. Right. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about – because you see analytics, you know, obviously really, you know, with the money ball thing. And then it's in the NBA now and it's starting to come into the NFL now. When people ask me about it, like the human element supersedes all that. Is that your feeling on it? For me, it's like – like you said earlier, it's like everybody has it in them. How do we get it out of them? Right. And I think people overlook it because, oh, he's this height. He runs this. He does this. But at the same time, yeah, he can do that in a combine or he can do that in a pro day or he can do that at a camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, my son's got a camp on Sunday, and it's like, yeah, he may go ball out, but he might go hit 150 right. in the baseball matter. season. Right. That yeah. don't matter. Yeah. So th- I think there's two aspects of it. I, I think analyticals plays a part of it in what you can do. But at the end of the day, there's been so many people that you've played with and against. You're like, if you ever saw him just walking on the street or go to a you – know, no, he got no chance. And next right. thing you know, he's an MVP and he's won two Super Bowls. And you're like, well, it supersedes exactly – because when you show up right. and you show up, nobody can say anything. Yeah. What's it like for Aaron Judge right now? Uh, obviously going through the process of trying to make history, make history in the Yankees, which is I think it's a little bit different than, you know, making history for the Marlins or something like that. Um, (laughs) What's it like for Aaron Judge to go through that process in New York for the Yankees with this, you know, the the storied history of the of the Yankee, uh, obviously, franchise? I I think it's it's something that he's embraced because of what he's done. Obviously, he bet on himself turning down the contract, which I – 100% 100% agree with but I think it's going to be a little bit easier and he has nine games left and now they've already clinched so now that's a little bit weight off his back it'll be interesting if he wants to play going through some stuff today he literally told Boone that he wants to play today and you know listening to shows and all the other stuff you know everybody's like give him two days off and then let him break the record at home I agree and disagree in that aspect because when you do something with the Yankees, a story. Right. It's, it's, it's history anyway. It's, it's yeah. different. I yeah. mean, it's the reason why I'm still talked about to this day. I got to the big leagues with the Yankees faster than anybody ever has in the organization. Right. But when you do something special, it is magnified ten, ten I mean, times. literally every network is tuning in when he has an at-bat. Yeah. And I think I, – do I think he gets there? A hundred percent. He's got nine games left. This is his longest – Homeless drought streak since August, and that was 11 games, and he's gone seven right now. 
But I think for him, he needs a reset day where just to chill, hang out. We know what's online. But, hey, the end goal, and Torrey Hunter told me something. He goes, Torrey Hunter, I made $150 million in this game. I never won a World Series. I would trade everything for that. Wow. And he's going to go make $400 million next year. He's going to have all these accolades. But when you play a game, there is nothing like, like getting winning. to the pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell, I always tell people, the way, I wish for these Nebraska players to win one big game where either you beat a like opponent or opponent you're not supposed to, that euphoria in a locker room or a clubhouse is something different. You know, I was able to win three national championships, but for them just to win a big game will change – how they approach everything else. And talk a little bit, we got one more minute. Talk about the difference of, you know, before you won the World Series and then after and how you either change your mindset or how you approach it day to day because it's different being the hunter versus the hunted. I don't think it's that. I think it's exactly what you said. As soon as you get that feeling, right. you understand what it is. Yeah. And I think at this point they are trying to understand how to win and not to lose. Right not how to win and not lose. Right. And if once you get that win and once you feel like you are there, there's always that moment that we have in our careers sure. or we'll have oh, yeah. where it's like, you know what? I got here. Now I'm here. Right. And you have to prove it every day, but you have that feeling. And I think once exactly what you said, once we get that win and they understand it and then now collectively. Yeah have that feeling together yep. because you got individuals that understand it. Sure. But collectively, yeah. when you have that, that changes the course of a whole season. That changes the course of everything. And now, instead of getting that feeling, oh, I feel like we're going to lose. And it's right. like, no, we know how to win. Right. Now we're not afraid to lose. Exactly. And, that, and that's a distinct you – you can't put anything, like, tangible on it. It's just something that you got to kind of go through, and Nebraska's been going through that process, it seems like, forever, for me at least. But uh, uh, we're going to go on the break. I want to thank Jabba for being on. we got Jake coming in. we got to hear about the Dolphins. And, uh, <laughs> but we'll be back in about five minutes to end old school out here at Tanner's at 30th and Yankee Hill. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.